0: From a fruit market in Tel Aviv to a fish cellar in Taipei, the people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, we'll be taking you over to hashtag Taiwan and status update. But we begin today's program with a new edition of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, September 1st. I'm John Van Triest, and joining me here in the studio today on this very first day of September is Leslie Liao. Hello! And Catherine Wei! Hi! Up next, we'll be telling you the miraculous story of a three-year-old who has survived a freak accident at a kite show. Then, it's one of Taiwan's most beautiful stretches of road, but we're going to tell you about why that also makes it one of the most dangerous, and what authorities plan to do about it. And an abandoned amusement park gets a new lease on life. All that coming up next, please stick around. Today, though, Taiwan has said goodbye to a photographer who discovered what's become one of its perhaps best-known tourist attractions. Now, I'm sure, uh, well, if you look carefully enough, anyone who's been to Taoyuan International Airport, our main international gateway, will have seen a sort of replica of this in the form of the control tower. I'm talking about the Queen's Head. It's an odd stone formation, one of, of many, uh, that sits on the north coast in the coastal town of Yelio. Yeah. Um, in normal times, tour buses full of tourists from around the world head there. It is a pretty weird but cool kind of place. It's called the Yaleo Geopark. Indeed. Um, but did you know that this was only uh, became sort of a thing after the 60s? I had no idea. Um, yeah, the it man... seems pretty new. Well, the man who uh, sort of uh, actually snuck in to what was then a military base. Oh, he did what? <laughs> and took photos of it, but then exhibited them, stoking its popularity. He passed away last week. Uh, oh. His name was Wu Dongxing. He was 81. Oh. It looks like he passed away last Thursday. Yes, uh, that and many other of the region's bizarre rocks eroded by many centuries of wind and waves um, really changed the fate of this fishing town, Ye which was really out of otherwise out of the way just kind of sitting there on Taiwan's North coast. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if you're, if you like fish or military bases, I guess not a bad place to be, but that's your bag. uh, Maybe not on the, uh, I don't know, Taiwan wide or international even scale, that it's, that's turned into. Um, so, yeah, it says that he was 20 years old, a student at Suzhou University at the time. There was a military garrison there. He snuck into it to photograph it, and he showed them at those photographs he took at an exhibition in 1962, and people started showing up. I'm not sure. Taiwan was under martial law at this period. Yeah,
2: how did he not get I persecuted for how... publicizing those pictures? Yeah. Or what
1: the military's reaction was to all the people who suddenly wanted to come see it. <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, it became it really took off. Um, The name Queen's Head is actually the latest in a string of names that have been given to it. Mm. Um, Apparently, it's supposed to resemble the image of the Queen of the UK on a British coin. But actually, I I always thought it was an Egyptian Yeah,
2: I I was about to say with you, right? It looks like like Nefertiti's head, exactly. It's got the very Um, long head ornament. Mm.
1: I guess like many rock formations, it looks like many things to many people. Anyway, there's a whole geopark now. That's not there now. That's not the only thing that's protected there. Mm. Yeah. Um and it really has like changed the fate of this town. Now there are people showing up. I'm sure this year they've taken a hit, but uh, well, domestic tourism is booming. It's I've never, never seen it before. It's a beautiful place. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, they're
3: saying the the queen's head might break off of her neck anytime it's, soon. I've
1: heard that. Yeah, well, it, the the very forces of erosion that created all this to begin mm-hmm. with, the wind and the waves. Uh, yeah, they can only do so much. I've heard they're talking about like putting plasticizer or something to make it stick <laughs> uh, so it won't fall off but anyway they've yeah like i said made, redone the whole air traffic control tower at taiwan's main airport to resemble this thing apparently wow. um not that many people can see that now but um <laughs> next time you're in town check it out uh this man actually went on to become uh a chairman of the shinkong mitsukoshi department store so he didn't turn out too badly either wait
2: what yeah That's that was a photographer Yeah, that was
1: later in life that he did that. He took the photographs when he was a student, and you know he. Wow. So quite an eventful career.
2: Um, Does does it say where his background was to, or or did he get on on his photography merits? I don't
1: know. Um, The the photography was first, and then he later went on to yeah, a good eye for investments as well as scenic areas. Wow. So (laughs) um, yeah, um, so the town of Yedo in particular is quite sad to see his passing, Mm. but uh, well, eighty-one. Not one, but two impressive accomplishments that we know of anyway. That's Uh, amazing. Yeah, not too bad. (laughs) All right. Uh, With that out of the way, let's get into the harrowing center of
2: uh, today's edition of Here in Taiwan. This was a
1: terrifying, terrifying uh, story that unfolded over the weekend.
2: Oh, I I couldn't believe it when I saw it on on, uh, social media at first. Um, anyway, what happened was Taiwan has a windy city. It's not Chicago. It's actually called Xinsu, and it's uh it's in the northwest of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And they had the 2020 International Kite Festival because you need high winds to get a kite off the ground. Right. Um, and unfortunately, there was an accident this past Sunday uh, during this festival in which there was a long, kind of like ribbon-like uh, kite, and a little three-year-old girl got her torso tangled up in the uh in the kite and then it just picked her up off the ground
1: that's about 10 stories it looked like
2: it it was really high off the ground what was really scary was at first uh the first videos that came out was said she was only up in the air for about eight seconds now we know through other video now that she was up there for 31 just flying around in the wind for 31 seconds and um it was harrowing because she was moving up and down and left and right and oh, people were kid. screaming and
1: like <laughs> it didn't look like it was going to end well at all.
2: Yeah, and fortunately, uh, she she came down. There were crowds of people there to catch her. She only suffered mild scratches to her face and neck, which is astounding. Amazing. Like I would yeah. think
1: at least whiplash, given how violently she was thrown around.
2: Like the forces needed to to carry someone to lift a little girl off the mm. off the ground and
1: these are big kites. Yeah. Right. They're like gl- um, hang glider type crates, so that, yeah.
2: That's what it was. And if you saw the way she was kind of like flailing around in the air, you just see that. You're just like, oh my oh, goodness, the forces Cindy. of nature. So
1: do we know what kind of lawsuit they might face? I mean, I would have, the mother would have been, I'm sure if I were her, I would have been all over them.
2: So what happened is the city government, uh the Shinju city government is the one who organized the festival. And uh, they called off the entire event shortly after the incident, and the mayor of uh, Shinzu City, Ling Zijian, apologized. He not only apologized on social media, he apologized in person as well. Um, the uh, The... So secretary what com- what Gen-
1: kind of compensation is he offering here for emotional <laughs> damages?
2: Nothing said so far. They said they're going to reevaluate the safety measures that would take, that would, you know, it's very... Oh, are they? Yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's very, uh, what's, that, what's that word called? Guanfeng. Very uh, um, bureaucratic. It's yeah. very bureaucratic. It's very down the middle. Um, there's a Taiwan-based Asian kite forum, and the secretary general of that said that that kite was supposed to carry candy and it was supposed to scatter candy in the sky, which doesn't seem like a very good idea Ow. to me. If it's hard candy raining that's from like, the sky. Yeah. Hailing. Even soft candy from that height can't
1: feel too great.
2: No. I have no idea, but like they said um the the gust of wind that picked her off was how familiar are you guys with um wind magnitude?
1: I heard it was something Not like a all. Beaufort scale.
2: It was but... a, it said it was that's exactly what it was. It says it's measured a level seven on the Beaufort scale.
1: I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds impressive. Anyway, yeah. uh, it, you just had to look at the video to see that it was a significant gust of wind. It this was... have been
3: traumatizing. <laughs> like,
1: I would be scared of kites for years. Well, and the mother too. Yeah, I mean, like that's all the therapy bills. Lose her child.
2: Yeah, that kid's not like. I, if I were that I, child, I would probably be terrified of going I outside. I
1: wouldn't stop with an apology there. That's
2: kind no. of neg- is
1: it negligence? Like, what do we know? Do we know what happened? How did she get her? Torso caught in that to begin with because that part was not caught on film.
2: It was not caught on film. What they said was it was about to go off the ground and it's like a really long, like ribbonous kite, were right? There it's no, really were long there no,
1: ro- Was it not roped off?
2: Uh, it was not roped off actually. If you look at the video, there's actually so, like just yeah. three people holding it down. Gosh, and uh, well,
3: thank goodness she didn't get untangled in the air and
2: fall. Oh, like Andrew Ryan was saying, like, thank goodness it wasn't around her neck.
3: So many ways this would have like could have ended. And really, worse.
2: it didn't look like it was going to end well. Um, so the forces of like it, it just blows my mind just... how strong that wind can be and how dangerous it is when uh, when you bring kites and fabrics into the mix.
3: I know. I hope they pay for years of therapy after I, this. They
1: definitely should. I mean, yeah, that's really harrowing stuff. <laughs> From an accident that uh, didn't turn out as badly as we had feared, to an accident maybe waiting to happen. We go now to one of Taiwan's prettiest stretches of road, and this being of course the age of Instagram, all the dangers that come with that sort of place.
3: Right. So people say you got to do it for the gram, but how far are you willing to go? This is people in Tongsha really Township. Yes. <laughs> they people willing to go real far. Yep. This is a, a T-shaped intersection. Um, people cross the street into busy, busy traffic to capture the, the sunset on their phones. It's a beautiful sunset view. Um, I have a photo of it right here. If you catch it just right, if it's reflected in puddles, it's, uh, you get a double sunset.
2: You say that it's a T-shaped intersection, but from the picture you're showing me right now, this looks like a highway, Kat.
3: It. I'm not entirely sure of the location, but they're saying
1: it's a T-shaped <laughs> It looks like a highway. Where, where in Taiwan is it? What part of in Taiwan generally? Nali. Okay, so we're talking about northwestern Taiwan.
3: Yes. Well, okay, it's a, it's a street that goes... is con- yeah, it does get, look like a highway, doesn't it? Like yeah, a- I think it's connecting
1: to a highway. Like, that's... Okay. It's facing towards the sunset. That's northwestern Taiwan. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. So, are are, are are you saying that people are walking into this traffic? Yep. Are they stopping their cars as well?
3: Well, they just come out of nowhere. Some people oh. are pedestrians. <laughs> they just they come they out just... of the woodwork. They like bypass the the obstacles there. Across. It doesn't
1: look like it's an easy place to get to, though. Yali, to begin with, is a very rural
2: area. How are they walking to this spot?
3: I don't know. They must have parked some ways off. Now,
2: where are they par- like Okay, like we we really can't underestimate these are committed the love for the Gram. Yes. Yeah, I okay.
3: yeah, don't do this.
2: Do you do things for the Gram, cat?
3: No. Okay. I've just... seen stories of people falling to their deaths at Grand Canyon trying to get the best shot, or. Getting the best okay, shot I n-
1: did not hear those stories. Well, yep. these things happen I'm probably on a daily of... basis anymore. So um, well, what's being done about it?
3: Oh, the government wants people to stop doing that. So they are <laughs> building an observation deck
1: just for this purpose. For
3: the beautiful sunsets you Oh, want wow. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, it worked for the queen's head. Yeah. I mean, not that there was a dangerous, but there was a military garrison there. Before, <laughs> I know. So. You, like Things
3: you should be During avoiding.
1: martial law, nonetheless. Maybe this will be the new so thing. These
3: people really do...
1: Love Go to the the Graham. Graham.
3: they take it
2: to an an extra level they do there's a whole That's... industry surrounding that, the gram, yeah. Yeah. It's like restaurants don't. Restaurants no longer need to have like good food as long as it looks good on the ground. Oh, yeah. Or it's as long true. as it looks like there's a line. Yeah, that too. <laughs> people like to line.
1: It's that in dangerous Instagram situations. There are two national pastimes. I
2: mean, it's good for the government to just be like, okay, this is a very uh, special site to see. We should build an observation deck.
1: And to save people's lives. Yeah, Let's people should that. not
2: be running into traffic. Yeah,
1: don't run into traffic. That's today's <laughs> Let's lesson. Let's not do that. Today's lesson. <laughs> Well, uh, there is an amusement park that's uh, been abandoned, and that's kind of a lot to get rid of, uh, but they figured out a way to give it a new lease on life. Yes, it's just down the street from
3: RTI, where we are. It's in Gengshan. Oh. oh.
1: This, that hasn't really been abandoned. They just kind of is moved it. Is it
0: abandoned?
3: I don't know. They just they built a new one, and they the old new one. one hasn't been used ever again.
2: Is it's it? just sitting there. Oh, that sounds like a scary movie plot. It looks
3: pretty, though, when you go over the bridge. just a
2: Ferris where wheel.
3: The, where the sunset I'm going to go after work again. <laughs> You gonna do some trespassing?
2: Maybe, uh, maybe I can. It's I called can urban make it. exploration. That's guys. right. <laughs> maybe I'll take a picture and then that'll become a People national park. People
3: have gone in for music videos.
2: Oh. Like, I, oh. think,
3: I don't know if they applied.
1: Oh, maybe. it's right like by the riverside park. It's not like a scary out of the way destination. Oh. it's in plain view. When you said abandoned amusement park, I thought you meant like in the deep mountains. Yeah, that's covered what I in too. Well, there are a few and of those
3: vines. in Xingzhou and somewhere else, but not this one. This okay. Nice area.
1: All right. So, but yeah. I it, guess we will be able to go in soon then, huh? Because they're giving it a new lease on life.
3: Yeah. Um, they're building a new landscape park that will... It's also... So, Renstein was one of the, the very, like, historical sites where they found... Hum, I was going to say human remains. But,
1: Whoa. no. Wow. <laughs> remains of human oh. activity. It's oh. a prehistoric yes. site.
3: You guys yes, can't it play with me like
2: this. There's, like,
3: ancient tools.
1: Pottery.
2: Oh, sort okay. of okay. Anthropology stuff. Yes. Shellfish. stuff.
3: Not CSI. No. <laughs> so this is also a historical site. They're roping it off and making it a, a new park for people to go to.
1: Well, I've seen they put up a new sign that explains the the uh, mm. sort of ruins, not ruins, but like the things that they found. Mm-hmm. The problem is that it's just kind of not easy to get to. Like, it's not. They need a more clearly marked path, I think, because I've often wanted to go exploring down that way. But like,
3: Yeah, maybe some sort buses of, from sort of the
1: like a f- It's like a field, basically, because it's an archaeological site. They don't want people disturbing it. Right. They've mm-hmm. like sort of recovered it with some grass and some sod, and it's kind of like... Not a place you can just walk into. So mm. it would be nice to have some more, like, yeah. here's some examples of things we found it's here. It's a site or...
3: with lots of history. The mm. first zoo in Taiwan, it
1: was built there too, It's true. Oh, Before yeah. they moved it to its mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. site.
3: The Yuan Shan Zoo, the Japanese people built wow. it. yeah, it I
1: don't cool. know that. Wow. Yeah, that was the original Taipei Zoo was there. That's true. They're
2: <laughs> so historically inclined. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so maybe
1: you won't but have yeah. to sneak in af- after hours. Maybe not. Do
3: check it out.
1: Don't go into traffic and don't... Uh, tra- don't trespass. Yes. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen a lot of Taipei City's mascot lately. Um, the last time was maybe 2017 when we hosted those uh, university 100%. games. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, we're about to see a whole lot more of this bear mascot.
2: Well, they're really trying to really push him out. Like, Kat, did you know we had a Taipei City mascot? Um, no. You know, John, you you knew this though, right? I
1: did, but I get him mixed up with the other mascot. That's the tourism bureau's one because it's the exact same thing almost.
3: Right, Wait. I've seen those on trains. They're, right, the right. little bears.
1: But that's a different bear. That's what's it called?
2: O oh, bear? Oh, oh I bear think I might have gotten them confused, is and oh, that's why
3: tied to O bikes. No
2: I know. So okay, we have multiple
1: Taiwan Formosan black bear mascots in Taiwan, right? And it's hard to keep track of whose is whose because they're they're not very distinct.
2: Yeah, I can see why you think that because they are the well. You're only playing off of the, uh, the the Formosan black bear signature, like V white collar, right, uh, among the black fur. Right. Anyway, going off of that, we have O Bear, which is the tourism bureau's right. mascot. That's now That's what we I have know. That's the one you know. And we now have Bravo the bear. Right. And the only thing really distinguishing him is that he's got a green nose. That's green? I thought it was blue. Is greenish, bluish, turquoise? And
1: I have heard that they did that just because that was like his distinguishing feature. So definitely not copying off of the tourism bureau. heart-shaped nose?
2: No, no. It's just a just re- regular re- little button nose. <laughs> anyway, um, one of the Taipei City councillors proposed that she wants to remove all of the licensing fees for Bravo the bear.
3: So everyone can use so it. So everyone can like use them. Like vendors and retailers. That's right. Mm.
2: Um and she said that's because the bear is an asset that belongs to all type pay residents. I didn't even know I had a bear that you know I could use. But um What about O Bear? I mean, O'Bear. Bear, I think O Bear still's got licensing fees, okay. right? And um you, how much do you guys think is allocated in the city's budget to promote the brand management of this bear? Bravo Bear? Yeah.
1: Like I said, I haven't seen him in like three years.
3: Two million Taiwan, new Taiwan dollars.
2: John? Oh, I'm sure it's something insane. 8.5 million new Taiwan dollars, what which is 287,931 But I
3: haven't even seen them US anywhere. Dollars. I know. Where is this bear being promoted? This
2: money is going towards annually to cover the costs of event participation. So I'm guessing like to have a guy like show up in an oversized bear costume so everyone
1: can say oh it's the tourism bureau's
2: bear yay <laughs> management of the mascots <laughs> facebook page you that's could, a job for leslie now ju- <laughs> you need to <laughs> go just go in there it's like a I social media guru I'm how sure to,
3: some d- interns would love to do that for or, the bear for the I, bear that'd be fun
2: i would probably like to dress up as the bear more than anything more than the social media licensing and then they Apparently they have a uh, an office for this bear. Really, like oh. a, like a physical office. Yeah, they should a, hire you. There's a physical office, a mascot brand storm, a, a brand store. Where's that? I have no idea. All these they're just selling things. these merchandise for this bear. Is it that, that cute? Not
1: really. It's, it's, it's acceptable as far as mascots go. Um...
2: I mean, Japan
3: has uh, some funny ones.
2: Like, yeah, no, he's he's not like a Japan like Kumamoto, like because that, that big bug bear. Dude, guy that bear's bear.
3: funny. That he ba- gets yeah. in so many accidents.
2: Yeah, this one doesn't. This was just it's, this one just, just, just dances. Fat. He just dances.
3: Why is it always bears? We could we have other other. Um, exactly, I've also, often wondered why we can't be a bit
1: more creative in
2: terms of our mascots. Yeah, and, you can't be like I don't know, like we have special birds in special Japan. Fish. They have they have no problem like hashing out an entire personality, right? Out of an egg, yeah, yeah out of anything. of oh, the
3: yellow lump, yeah, thing, yeah. They make up things too. So.
2: We
1: we just have one idea, and then everyone else just copies. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> yes. like
2: the bear, right? It's like we what, we, we, we all have our have, own bear. We also have like <laughs> pangolins. We have like clouded leopard cats. Oh like,
3: uh, yeah, and shihu. And shihu,
2: right? Monkeys. Anyway, oh, monkeys. In twenty eighteen. The bear only generated 1.67 million New Town dollars in licensing fees, which is... That's a major deficit, though. That's then. a huge it deficit. Is. So that's why they're just like, you know what? He's not really making any money. Let's just make him Frida. Why
3: can't we have uh, an, an animated Stinky Tofu guy? Like,
1: you <laughs> see... That, you should be the brainstorming <laughs> chief of this. Too.
2: You really should just you go know, like to... like the Stinky Cheese Man. The true the Taipei City government and just be like, I have an idea. Yes. Um, stinky Tofu. <laughs> Anyway, it's just like that—that's that's 8.5 million new tower dollars just to upkeep the image of an imaginary bear with a green nose. Wow, well, that I'm,
3: people don't remember exists. No.
1: um, I'm glad I live in New Taipei where we don't have this nonsense. Or do we? Does actually. New Taipei, Does new Taipei have, a have a mascot? That's a good question. I think we're too bland for a mascot. <laughs>
3: Well, HoYo, he has plenty of ideas. Well, like, he will come up with something.
2: HoYo, he also used to be a police officer. He's pretty no nonsense when it comes to like. Maybe cracking we can. Down the Queen's things.
1: head is in New Taipei. We can just. Be the, we can just. We can just yep. use that. We have a ready-made mascot. Petition him
2: for that. We have a ready-made mascot. There you go.
3: Hire so. all three of us. There
1: we go. We're the 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 the, the law officers. <laughs> <laughs> Our health minister has reached probably unprecedented popularity for any health minister, mm-hmm. especially since this whole COVID-19 nonsense got started earlier in the year. Um, but uh, people, that means people know his face. And uh, there's been a discovery recently <laughs> about what appears to be maybe an evil twin.
3: Yeah, a historical evil twin. This, a historical evil twin. Uh-huh. His doppelganger uh, was a rear admiral in the Imperial Japanese Navy. Who discovered that. Uh, just some dude on PTT,
1: just looking through they some look photos. A lot alike,
2: though. Strikingly so.
3: Yeah, it's surprising. Even the the demeanor seems the same.
2: Is it? The, is the demeanor the same? What is? I say? don't.
3: Well, no. But people says like they have the same stare. They have the same calmness in their eyes, and um, apparently both are both very focused on their jobs. This
1: well, the one that presumably is no longer with us.
3: No, he is not. He led the attack on Pearl Harbor, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. And the minister is a very um, gentle calm man yeah. I don't so. feel
1: like the other guy would have been nearly as good as our health minister at promoting regional tourism, for instance, nope. and all the other miscellaneous jobs he's been asked to do since well, his... he's... he's been
2: everywhere, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, people have been like copying his fashion trends. I don't think that this other historical figure ever had any <laughs> no, of that.
2: I had a friend
3: message me on Friday saying, Did you see Chen in a suit today? He looked good, and I was like, He is old enough to be your dad. He is. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
1: Age is only a number. True.
2: I just. True. I loved like that. That um, there was a period of time where we had like zero cases yes. for like two weeks, right? And he was just touring Pro- promoting the promoting uh, fruit. He remember? was touring the island yeah. wearing like big Hawaiian shirts. He was like drinking oh, yeah. like juices, like holding it up.
1: People were like, he was uh, like pr- promoting local farmers' produce. Yeah, had yeah.
3: yeah. his stickers. Like, <laughs> like I downloaded those.
1: Yeah, like this this guy, our health minister, is definitely a uh, perhaps Good man. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe once this whole thing's over, we'll look back and even think of him as an even more significant historical figure. Who can say? Ooh. Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Leslie Leo. And I'm Catherine Wei. Don't go anywhere just yet. In just a second, we're going to take you over to hashtag Taiwan and status update. <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to this week's Hashtag Taiwan, I'm your host Leslie Liao, thank you for joining me. This week we got a bit of a special episode for you because it involves a Hollywood actor. Now I know what you might be thinking, uh, but no, an actor did not visit Taiwan. I know people get really riled up in Taiwan when that happens, but unfortunately with the pandemic going on, travel is restricted even for the rich and famous. However, Hollywood actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt made a stir on social media in Taiwan when he asked for pictures from the country for his own website, Hit Record. Now he drew a lot of attention from regular members of the public, but more notably, a lot of uh, city mayors wanted it on a piece of this action, so they actually responded to Levitt's post. We'll be looking at that today in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. All that and more coming up next. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about the movies Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. What do these three movies have in common? Are they all Christopher Nolan movies? G.I. <laughs> Joe, The Rise of Cobra, a Christopher Nolan movie. Don't insult a man like that. All three of those movies have this guy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now, if you don't know who he is, I assume you don't watch many movies because he's been in at least 51 films since 1992. Anyway, what did JGL do? Did he come to Taiwan? No. Did he say something about Taiwan? No, but he did bring a lot of attention to Taiwan. This is the website HitRecord. It is a media platform Levitt founded in 2004. Earlier this week Joseph Gordon Levitt posted this to Facebook. Hi friends in Taiwan, I'm looking for photos of Taiwan for a new project on my site Hit record. Look through your camera roll, find a cool photo taken anywhere in the country, and add it to the project here. Kiki Shen captured this shot at the 2016 Taiwan Lantern Festival in Taoyuan. People in Taiwan love two things, Hollywood actors and Hollywood actors talking about Taiwan. As of writing, Levitt's Facebook post has over 32,000 likes, 6,600 comments, and 5,600 shares. Lots of people wanted to show Joseph Gordon-Levitt the beauty of Taiwan, but most notably, Many city mayors shared their cities with him. Here are a few. Deputy Mayor of Taipei City Huang San San shows Joseph a picture with the caption, Beimen, Taipei City Wall North Gate has been the front gate of Taipei since the 1880s. It is one of the five gates that has been left behind. It still has its original look. The gate has stood strong for over 120 years and awaits visitors like you to witness its history. Taipei welcomes you. Next, New Taipei City Mayor Hou Yi uploaded a picture saying, Hi Joseph, as mayor of New Taipei City, I believe our city will definitely be a good choice. Let's check out the park with the longest embankment in Taiwan. The New Taipei Metropolitan Park, an inclusive playground for all, is one of the most popular outdoor playing fields in Taiwan, with slides measuring 800 meters in width as well as artificial turf for grass boarding. 800 meters in width? That's wider than the river. It must be length. Taoyuan mayor Zhen San uploaded this picture and said, Hi Joseph, explore the people, nature and culture in Taoyuan. Photo taken at Ximun Reservoir, scenic lake view surrounded by stunning mountains and characteristic pavilions. Mayor of Xinzhou City Lin Zijian posted this picture and said, Dear Joseph, this photo was taken in the Shinchu fishing port where breakwaters shaped as fish scale stairways attract countless visitors from far and wide to enjoy the gorgeous sunset and sea breeze there. Looking forward to welcoming you in the not too distant future. Taichung Mayor Lu had let her picture do the talking for her by simply writing Gaomei Wetland, Taichung. Tainan Mayor Huang Wei-ze uploaded a picture of this whale structure and wrote Joseph Gordon-Levitt a whole essay introducing the attraction. I have one more entry that I'd like to share with you and this comes from Presidential Office Photographer Makoto Lin. Lin was responsible for taking an epic shot of President Tsai Ing-wen during her second inauguration which we used as a cover for an episode of Taiwan Insider. Lin shared this breathtakingly symmetrical shot from inside Taiwan's Grand Hotel. As nice as it is that people are participating and sharing photos with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he did ask people to upload their entries to his website in the post. So all y'all who just left a photo as a Facebook comment on his post, got to go fix that, like, right now. And that's it for this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon.
0: This is Status
4: Update. Welcome to Status Update. I am Shirley Lin. I
1: am John Van Trieste.
4: We'll be getting to your letters, Uh, letters you write us, and let us know what programs you listened to this past week and what you think about them, good or bad. So, yes, we always want to know so that we can do better on our programs, but... Before we get to those, though, we're going to update our status a little bit here. Mm. So I took a very different kind of yoga class um, this You're always past week. you surprising
1: me. First it was Zumba, and now it's yoga? <laughs> are, are you switching, or are you doing both still?
4: No, 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 no. I'm not switching. It, um, it turns out that um, this uh, woman, she's from Nepal, mm. and um, she is uh, she's been here five years now. And she's loving it. And um, she's got several different titles. She's an assistant professor in wellness at the the National Taiwan University. She's also a yoga teacher. She's also a trauma and um, whatever kind of counselor or something like that. Lots of titles. But anyway, so she enjoyed the interview that I did with her that she wanted to thank me. And in return, she says, let me give you a free in-yoga class. What's that? Yin yoga? I know it's like yin and yang. Oh, but it's a yin okay. Yoga. I thought
1: you meant like inside in yoga. Oh it's no, yin no. yoga. Okay. Yin, yeah.
4: And 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 um, I brought my husband with me, so, so we had a private lesson. Anyway, we went to her place, Ovin Tianmu, mm-hmm. and Shiling brother. So to her house, yeah. She already had the living room all set up for the yoga, mm-hmm. you know, three mats. And then there are all sorts of other, I wouldn't say gadgets, more like cushions, different cushions and all that. Equipment. <laughs> Equipment, okay. And then there were like six or seven, these singing bowls okay. in the center. Have you heard about the singing bowls? Yeah. Like yeah. Tibetan. So, yes. Now she's from Nepal and she actually got these from Nepal and. She said they weren't cheap, but um, they are each made of seven different kind of metals. Wow. And they each, for some reason, they, they sound like, for example, an E minor. It, it's, you hit it, and it's E minor. It's not even tuned that way, but it just sounds like an E minor or something like that. Hmm. Anyway, that's the way she described it. She can really talk. She can really describe things, you know, just a surreal thing, that kind of stuff. So it was so neat. My husband, is, actually, it was his first time doing yoga. Ever. Really? Did yeah. That, how did he like it? He loved it. He thought it was like totally, you know, different from what he expected. And the thing is that, okay, we didn't sweat it at all. It wasn't
1: the hot yoga.
4: Right. And yeah, I you know there's all these different kind of yoga, right? Had Hada yoga and, I don't know, aerial yoga and all that kind of... Anyway, there's a yin yoga.
1: Oh, it's the, that kind where you suspend it. Okay. Yes,
4: yes. And And she can do that too, although she doesn't, you know, she's not quite there teaching... I was saying, she said, you know, once he gets a hang of it, he can teach us that. I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure.
1: I would be a disaster in that class. I'd be like,
4: whoa. Yeah, but supposedly it really helps with stretching. Huh. You know, with aerial yoga. Anyway, I'm getting off the subject. I am talking about yoga. So what okay, was okay, Yin so, yoga like then? So. It was actually you'll have to hold yourself in different postures. There were a total of like maybe five or six different postures. How many minutes? Different posture? postures, and each posture you hold well, actually each posture you hold for like five minutes at the most. And but then she's talking, and then you know there was one I can't remember the first one now. No, actually it was like sitting on a mat mm-hmm. with your legs out, and then and then bending over. And actually I couldn't bend that far, so she actually would you know stack up cushions or blocks like these foam blocks so that i can actually hold my chin for five minutes yeah but um but it's you know it's just like and you close your eyes and you just hold it that well you've said you've had problems with
1: like your knees and stuff was that an issue
4: yeah i told her that i've got a knee problem my right knee but she said okay that's okay because it's more like stretching Mm -hmm. It, it really is stretching and then she she talks so much about you know finding the you know she says that There's good energy in Taiwan. That's why she loves Taiwan. Good energy. Now, what does she mean by that? So I'm not quite sure. She's just saying like, you know, doing yoga and then getting the right energy into your body or something like that or experiencing it or feeling it. But she's like, you know, she's she puts you in the the mood and then. She tells you to close your eyes and then she says, focus on, I'm closing my eye right now. <laughs> and she says, focus on the chin, like let lower your chin. And then you just, you focus on that. Hmm. And then it says, okay, now, you know, your your eyes, you know, let it just hang or something. I don't know. Or your ear or something. Anyway, and you, it's just, it's amazing. It's a relaxation, mm-hmm. but but it's also stretching at the same time. Stretching in such a way that you yeah, never stretch stretching. the places. <laughs> no, I'm I stretching. know you're stretching, right? And and then the other posture was actually bending backwards, Ooh. but putting this like pretty high cushion or block, whatever, right under your small back, mm-hmm. and and then just hold it for five minutes, what and closing your thing? eyes, and then and then you have your your arms out like palms upward, you know. So I did it with my legs all stretched out. Then after a couple of minutes, I was feeling a little. Soreness, And I was like, okay, I can bend my knee. So I pull my knees up, you know, mm. and that was better. So, um, and then there was another two postures. Oh, while we were holding those postures, of course, you think like, where does the singing bowls come in? She hits the singing bowls. And then I feel like, you know, the singing bowls are like, right by my ears. They're like loud. Sometimes they can go from soft to loud. And then there was another, a, a different kind of I think it's the way she hits the ball, where it actually, yeah, from was from soft to loud, and, like, it didn't, I can't tell. You, it feels like there wasn't any sound at all, but then it starts really loud and then, like, really, really loud, but she wasn't hitting it. It was just a small something in the beginning where she started the singing ball singing. I've seen and, how they and, like, do it. It's yeah, they take like those a, The
1: stick that they hit it with, they kind of rub it along there the rim. There are two
4: kinds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And it kind of keeps the sound going. I'm not quite sure. I've never I used one. I think that's one, what it was. But...
4: Because you know, when she was going through on a the rim, there wasn't really mm. any sound, and then eventually comes, but then it gets really loud. But um, it's amazing about the the you know the balls and kind of set you in, I don't know, like off to a different world or something like that.
1: Does she have? I wonder if she has. Um, have you heard of those like these flotation tanks? No. I've heard that they're really, tank. like... Yeah. Uh, I saw videos of people, like, trying them out, and...
4: Are you talking about, like, a fish tank tank? No, no, no,
1: no, no. It's like, a, it's, like, a a dark tank, and it's filled with, like, salt water, so you kind of are a bit buoyant. Okay. And you, like, there's no sense, and then... But, but the thing is that, like... You float it, on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the people, when they came out of it after, like, I don't know, half an hour, an hour, they were, like, really smiling, and... Oh, wow. Apparently... It does something to your, I don't know.
4: Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I've always I, wanted
1: to try it, but I just don't know where they are. Also, I hope they clean. I'm also wanting like, to know who has it because I just don't want to go to some random center where they probably don't clean it out between people. I'm always know, concerned about oh, these things. Yeah,
4: I know. Well, I don't know if she has one, but the thing is that when I went on a Facebook page, she had a picture of her, you know, with the water just right up to the side of her face. And you know that she's like floating on some something. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a picture of, you know, her face like floating. If I'm right. Yeah, I think so. Oh. She got some really nice pictures in her in Facebook. Page. Would you do it again? Would I do it again? Um yeah, except for I, I haven't told you one. There was one where you actually twist, kind of you sit side no, you don't sit sideways. No, you do. Okay. You no you sit on your bottom mm-hmm. and then you twist to the right side. Okay. And then you kind of using your two hands. Stretch as far as you could alongside, like, you know, your side. You know what I mean? And, like, and then hold it there. And then you actually prop your, your arms, your two elbows, on a cushion. And you hold that. Now, this posture was not as comfortable for me. Okay. And actually, you only have to hold for three minutes. But it felt like forever. And, <laughs> I'm, doing and it actually right now. Like I'm actually, it's like stretching your stomach and twisting really? your stomach in such a way where it's good for you, huh. supposedly. And then, of course, you do the same thing with the other side. And John was like, he was he Not was me. doing good because, you know, um, Malabika, John. that's our friend. Um, she she was saying like, oh, John, you're doing good because she could tell that he was breathing normally. Hmm. Whereas when I was in that posture, I couldn't breathe normal normally. I was like short breath, literally. So I don't know if I was not doing it right or something like that. Hmm. Well, I've seen yoga classes at my gym.
1: Maybe I'll try someday. You
4: should, because it totally changed you know, my husband John's perspective about yoga from that class. But
1: I understand that it's supposed to be a, a spiritual practice, though. And, and some mm. people uh, feel that it really shouldn't be treated as... You know, Exc- recreation. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't know about that, but yeah. still, well, I don't know. Maybe our listeners can let us know if they've tried it before and what they think. Yeah, and also, um, well, the days come in closer uh, when we have to redecorate our office. Yeah. Remember last time when we asked our listeners for suggestions? Yeah. Well, we're still waiting on them. So, uh <laughs> please let us know also how you think we should redecorate our office. Just to refresh everyone's memory, the management has asked us to decorate it in a way that reflects the English speaking world. Uh, right. That can mean whatever. I know. Whatever you that's want it to mean, I guess. It's kind of hard. There's not really any rules. That's just that's what we were told. So, we're going to mm-hmm. come in one weekend and paint the place. But Yes, we are. We're also trying to think about uh you know what to put on the walls yeah how to sort of spruce the place up should we
4: make a corner a yoga corner <laughs> corner hey we could <laughs> put a mat right we there we could
1: do that <laughs> i think anyway. we probably have the room for it we may have to move some of the computers but right yeah. well anyway um anyway. we thought maybe we'd ask for your suggestions so we're still waiting on those uh the time is still uh yeah it's soon but we're you know there's still time to write in and let us know what you think i'm sure once it's done we'll post pictures on our facebook page and all that so you can uh see your suggestions in practice if you uh write into us right so yeah and in
4: fact our rti president is going to come by and kind of you know we're going to get judged (laughs) (laughs) maybe we could make a
1: contest actually (laughs) because every every language service has been asked to do this yep that is right um So So write us, write in, uh, let us know your thoughts on yoga, your thoughts on what we should do to decorate our office. office. And And of course, course what you think about our program. Yes.
4: (laughs) And for that, you can write us at P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or send us an email at rti at
1: rti.org.tw. Of course, you can always check out our YouTube channel and Facebook page for more RTI English.
4: All right. Now, this first letter is coming to us from... Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia, and uh, he heard uh, listened in on August twenty sixth at nine four zero five kilohertz. Simple rating was three four three three three. He said the audio was heard relatively noisy, uh, with and wavy, with a minor WRM sound from other station on the in the background. Um, So he monitored from Jakarta using Xiaomi Redmi 3 Android smartphone. Oh, wow, okay. He heard Just the Classics by Paula Chow. So that would have been um, this past week's uh, episode.
1: Yeah, it's a rotating show at this point. That's right. We'll take it in turns.
4: Yeah, yeah. You can listen in uh, tomorrow. It'll be me doing a show. All right. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so she was featuring Deng Sien, who was um, a pretty popular singer at some point, but I think it was before my time. (laughs) I've been back in time for 30 years now, and I've not heard about him, so. But anyway, well, thank you so much. That was Eddie Prabol of Indonesia.
1: We've got a letter here from Japan, this one coming to us from Hidemitsu Miyake, who's writing to us from Hiroshima. Uh, This is a report about, let's see here, our August 15th broadcast. Uh, Under the comments, it says, I tuned into your station at 0300 hours. The program was in the English language, and the title, of course, was Radio Taiwan International's news program. Uh, There were items about the coronavirus, several cities were mentioned and of course the announcer did give the name of the station uh during this time it looks like the reception quality was all threes and fortunately while that's not the best reception quality possible it did hold out and was audible through the end of the broadcast all threes so um let's see there was a variety show and i stopped listening at 0400 utc Uh, i also heard your station Uh, Again, it looks like uh, the following day, maybe, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, also all 3s there. That's on 15320 kilohertz. so it's good to know that uh, that signal is being picked up well in Hiroshima, Japan. There's a letter attached here, too. It says, hello, over the past few days, the temperature in Hiroshima has regularly been over 35 degrees. I wonder if we're going to experience a heat wave as we did last year. How are you doing these days? Well, I think... uh, We've painted a pretty clear picture of that. We're doing well. Um it's hot and humid in Hiroshima lately. I can sense that these hot summer days will soon be here. I think they're already here. Mm. August is the hottest month. It was so hot last night that I couldn't sleep. Well, uh wow. that's what uh shortwave radio is for, sleepless nights. <laughs> um this report is for a transmission on August fifteenth, twenty twenty at O three hundred UTC. If there are any problems, please let me know. The traditional Japanese summer holiday in the middle of August is called Obon. Uh, We have something similar here. It's the end of the ghost month, Mm. as we call it here. Um, Most workers take their summer vacation during Obon. So all forms of transport get very crowded. Obon is a Buddhist event. Uh, so far yesterday was the hottest thank you very much for your qsl card and thanks for your letter it's just wonderful i'm looking forward to hearing from you uh in your next qsl card and please reply whenever you have time i know you're busy but thanks for your help looking forward to working with you again in the future and please give my regards to everyone in the office best wishes sincerely yours Hidemitsu miyaki of hiroshima japan
4: all right, now this letter is coming to us from Finland, and um, forgive me if I'm not saying the name right, Otto Toisi. So um, this is really interesting because actually he says that on April 18, 2013, I sent you a report concerning reception of station in Finland that he picked up from Finland. Um, he didn't hear back from us, but uh, he presumed that his letter might have been lost in the mail, so he couldn't understand if uh, we didn't... Um, you know, didn't get it. But um, also, he was wondering if he marked time zone wrong because of summertime. Anyway, um, the right time is UTC minus one hour. For me, it was a very memorable event to hear your station. Now and then, I've tried tuning tune in again to a station. I haven't succeeded.
2: Well,
1: we're not well, broadcasting directly to, to
4: Europe. Yes, that is right. So uh, you might have to well. have some fine tuning to find or our head up online
1: we're there all the time that is ready right. for you to download and listen to in high internet quality well hopefully <laughs>
4: right right just um you know uh, just enter well radio town international should get you to our website mm-hmm. and you can still tune into our programs as well as other languages of course uh, yeah. youtube is also there? Yeah, You've got right. New content right. pretty much every day. Right, and also Facebook too. Um, so he says that please find and close a copy of my early reception report. So he's he attached it anyway, and um, so so he listened in actually at one five four eight five. Okay, okay. And this was in I'm 2013? Sorry. Yes, this was in 2013. Oh, it's like
1: 50 years ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. um So
4: I think he listened to the news, and actually there was uh, an announcement saying that we're temporary, uh, having te- technical difficulties. We apologize. The regular broadcast will be back as soon as possible. I think That's that what may have wrote, been... So. You know what? That may mm. have been... Uh, was that
1: during the summertime? Uh,
4: Well, I think so.
1: I remember so. one of those years... There what? was the type a typhoon hit us. Oh, okay. Around this time of year, so that may have been. I do remember that's the only time that I can remember that we've ever had to stop broadcasts due to technical difficulties. Mm, So mm. I probably was around that time. All right. That was the time I got stuck in an elevator, but that's a different story.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, he said the reception was good. Simple ratings were 44434. So that was again, Otto Toisi of Finland. And I hope you're right again. Yeah, please do keep listening. Uh,
1: Sorry that we didn't apparently get a QSL to you. We'll Mm. be sure to do so this time around.
4: Right. and that's it for this week's uh, status update thank you so much for tuning in it's already september can you believe it oh my goodness (laughs) anyway but we still love to hear from you our address is po box 123-199 Taipei taiwan our email address
1: is rti at rti.org.tw and if you just can't get enough of rti which we hope you can't (laughs) do visit our facebook page and our youtube channel for more content
4: until next week i'm sherry lynn i'm john van trieste goodbye bye for now